Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And anytime you get down here, you have to be alert for Justin Field's yes. legs. They can be lethal in the red zone. Trent Taylor in motion. There, there is Fields in his legs. Dances outside. Stretches. Touchdown, Justin Fields. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. A lot of good from Justin Fields yesterday. That highlight, CBS television. Bears win. They beat Atlanta 37-17 as we welcome you back in on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, I am Mark Rohde with you on New Year's Day. Happy New Year. Be with you until 11 o'clock, and we'll get back to your calls in a bit and your text messages. Keep them rolling in. I'm reading all your texts. Don't worry. Don't worry. I mean, not everyone's going to be on the air, but I'll try to get a bunch of them on the air. 312-644-6767 is the number. Justin Fields, 20 of 32 268 yards. He had a touchdown. He had zero picks. He had a 99.5 rating. He also had 11 carries for 45 yards. That touchdown that you just heard, a lot of very specifically terrific plays with his arm, a couple of excellent plays with the legs as well. Justin Fields moved the meter for me yesterday. And if you have not heard, the Bears did secure the number one overall pick in the draft for the second straight year. Bears also officially eliminated from the playoffs. Bears game at Lambeau Field against the Packers. The season finale for both of those teams will be at 325 on Sunday, we learned last night. And uh, it means everything for the Packers. The Bears can eliminate the Green Bay Packers if they go into Lambeau Field and and that win and they win the game. So things riding on that that final game. Let's keep the Bears talk. Hot with Mark Podash of the Chicago Sun-Times. He covers the Bears every day for that particular paper, and he joins us on the guest hotline presented by Circa Sports Illinois. It's pretty amazing, Potsy, how everything is falling into place here at the end of the season in terms of, of the draft pick and the, the, the improvement that this team is showing. Absolutely, Mark. Although if there was a true football god, uh, that Giants field goal would have gone through and uh, uh, and kept the, uh, beating the Rams and, and kept the Bears playoff. <laughs> that would have been that would have been the cherry on top, I think. Uh, but you're right. Uh, that was a real. Uh, that was one of the best uh, late season games for a non playoff team, and I, I'm I'm serious about that. That we've seen because we've seen a lot of um, you know fool's gold at the end of the season. You know, you, you know, going back to you know the Lovey Smith era and Jay Cutler and stuff like that and 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 this looked uh looked very real um 
a, you know, uh, it, uh, they had an advantageous situation, you know, playing a, a dome team in, in bare weather. I, but but on the other hand, they they beat a team that was pretty, that was, you know, that was pretty good that has playoff or had playoff chances and um, and yeah, it was uh, and it was pretty complete. So yeah, I think this I think this is definitely that was an arrow pointing up moment, which I think is going to be the theme of the off season, uh, you know, for the bears, uh, even, even without them making the playoffs. Yeah. No, that's such a great point too. the, the, yes, a, a dome team in Atlanta, but that was a focused Atlanta team that needed to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. And a team that do, did have coming in a lot of momentum on defense, a really good top 10 defensive team, a team that's really good in the red zone. And, you know, what all of that said, good defense. And you look at what Justin Fields did. And I just went through the numbers. I got, what did you think of his performance? And really the bigger question is, what did that mean for Justin Fields? Well, I got to stay. I have to stay with what I said before and, and say that one game was not going to change. Uh, I think uh, the overall picture of Justin Fields. Now, if one game could, that would have been the game. That would be the game. But yeah, no, I think it was uh, it was a really impressive game. Uh, potentially a potentially a game changer for the Bears uh, at, at quarterback. But uh, I thought that was a really just an interesting just an interesting timed a well-timed performance it was almost like it was like Justin Fields appreciation day because if you look at it like you said the Falcons are very much like the Bears they you know they're an up-and-coming team they think they've got a lot of pieces in place they have a good defense they have a strong running game what they're missing is what the Bears have they have the Bears have Justin Fields they have DJ Moore and even more importantly they also have the number one pick in the draft so a team like Atlanta they go back to Atlanta. Now they're wondering where we, we, we need a, they, all they need is a quarterback. Where are they going to get it? And they're back in the muck of the draft, you know, uh, in the, in, maybe even outside the top 10 uh, and, and looking for it. And the Bears not only have fields, not only have more, but they also have the number one pixel. They also have options. So uh, I just think the Justin Fields situation is one that uh, I think uh, is, a, is a huge difference for the Bears. It's, this is, I, I actually don't know even know how to process it because yeah. I, I don't think we've ever been in a situation where the Bears have been in such a fortuitous situation at quarterback. Um, but that said, I, it will be interesting. What I like about this situation is, like, you know, I'd like to fast forward a year and see where the Bears are, no matter who, is at, who will be a quarterback, where will Justin Fields be. The Next week we're going to get a really good kind of uh, a litmus test right away because now you don't have that advantage of being at home against a dome team. Now you're going into the Lions then against a Packers team that is desperate to win, and they have a quarterback who they feel you know. Put uh, you should you should have a poll now. Who would you rather have a quarterback, Jordan Love or Justin Fields? That oh would be a really interesting debate at, uh, at this particular week because they have a quarterback that they've now it's a little more even. And the Bears' history of finishing against the Packers not good. Um, and so uh, it, it, I guess it's what I'm saying is it's going to be a really interesting right away. You don't have to wait till next year to kind of get a, um, a, a reality check on just how real things were yesterday. I think you'll find out against a Packers team that has to win uh, pretty much as only as an outside chance if they lose pretty much has to win to make the playoffs uh, like they did last year. Uh, and, and, and you know, you're going to get their best game. So I, I really like that situation. I think it's a great uh, finish for the bears. Uh, because uh, you'll get a lot better idea of exactly, like I said, aeroporting up, but how, 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 how straight up, how far up, uh, I think we'll get that. I, I think we'll know that after Sunday. Yeah, and it, like you can, as 
symbolic of that. I mean, you said that the Bears typically don't finish well against the Packers. Well, they didn't start very well against the Packers this year either. And um, you know, they, but at least they have a history of starting well against the Packers. So, it's like in 2006, they don't have much of a history at all of finishing against the Packers. They haven't knocked the Packers out of the playoffs since 1983 in weeks in the in the last game of the season. And that was Mike Ditka. So, um, but anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, that's but, okay. But, yeah. No, but, 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 but I love the conversation. There's a big difference between week one and week week sixteen in the Bears-Packers rivalry. Yeah. I'm just pointing that. Out. Well, I'll throw I'll throw this out there. If we're going to play this uh, Bears-Packers game here, Potsy, didn't the Bears clinch their their playoffs in 2018? Was that the final game of the season at Soldier Field? It wasn't the final game, but it was late in the season. Okay. Yeah, it was like week 14 or something. Close yeah, enough. You got to give me that Jackson one. Jackson got hurt. Yeah, that was the game Eddie Jackson got hurt and, yes. uh, and missed the playoff oh, wow. game. And the Bears lost by a point. Oh man, God! <laughs> and you could actually make the case too that uh, Eddie Jackson has never been as a dominant of a player since then. And I do believe that the guy has has dealt with injuries, but that's certainly not what we're we're talking about here. But yeah, I love I love the idea that there's some meaning going into this game, and we all know that the meaning of how much how seriously you know Bears fans everybody takes. Bears Packers and the McCaskies and Kevin Warren and everybody's going to have to fall in line in terms of of beating the Packers but I do want to talk about you know going into to next season and I don't know if I'm ready to straight up ask people what the Bears should do well we will but it's funny because the it's a risk either way like if you pass on Caleb Williams if you decide to trade the pick it's a massive risk because you might be. It's still possible you're passing up on the next great quarterback, and I know that there's been the struggles with with Caleb Williams this year. But if, if you do get rid of Justin Fields at this point, you may be taking a great risk as well. So I guess Potash, I guess it was my long way of saying, I, I certainly wouldn't want to be Ryan Poles because unless he's just got a feeling about either of these quarterbacks and Caleb Williams that we don't know about, isn't there just massive amounts of risk in in either of these guys at this point? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There's all sorts of facets to this, even even to the point of like it's the it's the Bears, you know, developing a quarterback. If I if I was trading the pick. I would trade the pick to the worst team I could find that has a less chance of developing a quarterback so I don't look bad. You trade him to the wrong team, like he goes to, he goes to Houston and C.J. Stroud, oh, you know, that, even that made the Bears look bad. You, know, you passed on C.J. Stroud. So uh, we don't know. That's, that's the other thing is uh, who, who does the number one pick go to? And, and, if he goes to the, and will Caleb Williams be everything he would be at some other team with the Bears? Um, so it's a, I don't think it's a bad situation. But I think it's a great situation, but you kind of make a good point in that even guys like Ryan Poles, who get paid to do this and seem to be apparently very good at their job, they miss on the quarterback. You know, you're looking at the I – always, I always say this, you know, the 49ers are the best thing going now as far as personnel, getting the coach, the team all together, and they whiffed on Trey Lance at number three very recently uh, and, and, and didn't even get uh, – a, a, uh, field Justin Field. So, and, and like I said, they're the best thing going, and they recovered from that. So, uh, it, it's an inexact science. So, you really don't know. And you're right. You take a big risk of passing on, you know, who knows, the next Peyton Manning or whatever. So, it's not just as easy as saying, oh, we like Justin Fields because Justin Fields could be good, um, but uh, the, the guy you pass on could be great. You know, it reminds me of the of the uh, the Bill situation in '17. They were looking for a quarterback. It's a little different situation, but they passed on Matt Pitt. Not only did they pass on Mahomes, 
but they traded the pick, the number 10 pick, to Kansas City to get home, to, for them to get Mahomes. So they ended up with, uh, with, with Josh Allen, who is outstanding. They have no complaints, but yet Patrick Mahomes has kept them from advancing in the playoffs already twice. So they handed the gun to, the, to, to their biggest competitor, and uh, and uh, you know if they don't regret that, well, that's that, uh, you know that's I guess it's fair to say. But the point is, they have a good quarterback, and they missed on a better quarterback, and I guess that's kind of the danger with the Bears, with the state of Justin Fields right now. You know, after a great game against Atlanta, mm-hmm. in some respects, it might. In some respects, big picture wise, if you're looking at the totality of Justin Fields' season, it might not. And you and you are good at analyzing how good Caleb Williams or Drake May are. Then it may be to an expert. It might not be. It might not be a tough decision. That's you true. Know, we're, we're, That's a great point. We're, we're in the glow of a great performance right now uh, against a good defense, so it's legit. But uh, you kind of have to let the dust settle, which the Bears obviously will, and then see how the quarterback situation shakes out. But to your original, the original point, the Bears are really in a great situation at quarterback for a team that has never hasn't gotten the quarterback right. Uh, you know, as far as sustaining somebody since Sid Luckman, uh, I, I think uh, you're, you're, sure, you're certainly not going to uh, uh, look at this as a, as a bad situation. No doubt. You know, and there is, and we're talking to Mark Potash of the Chicago Sun-Times. I'm Mark Grody here on The Score with you until 11 o'clock. We're talking Bears all the way through. I was like, maybe I'll do something else. No, no, who am I kidding? We're going Bears all the way. Um, there is momentum for a lot of people, whether in the media or just fans, with the philosophy of, hey, the the connection with Justin Fields and DJ Moore is obviously been spectacular. It's been a career year for DJ Moore, and those two guys have been, for the most part, except for the early part of the season, those two guys have been great together. So philosophically, a lot of people say, hey, you, you add a couple more stud receivers, maybe Marvin Harrison Jr., maybe you tap into somebody in free agency, and then you know you, you have you have something right there. I guess, do you believe in that? And I guess my opinion on that, the only downside to that or thing that I think of is is if that's what it takes to make Justin Fields good, like if you have to have elite wide receivers to make your quarterback good, then aren't we sort of downsizing the quarterback again? I don't think so because when you look at what Mahomes has done with a lesser group of receivers this year, he's not the same quarterback either, and he's the best thing going. Quarterbacks, uh, wide receivers make a quarterback. Offensive line makes a quarterback. Offensive game plan, even the best quarterbacks in the league, it's all about the offensive line, the, the, the play calling, the design of the offense. There are many facets that make these great quarterbacks great. Not that they couldn't go to another team or a lesser team and, and lift them up. Some are just some just have it and some don't. But on the other hand, every quarterback, look at like I said, look at Mahomes this year. Every quarterback needs support and needs a support system, and and so. Justin Fields, I, I say it a uh, hundred times. I don't think he he doesn't have the it factor to me, but you can still win a Super Bowl with him. He can still be a league MVP like Cam Newton, even if it's just a flash. He's got that kind of ability if you give him the right support. So the uh, especially if the Bears did not have the number one pick, staying with Justin Fields and getting Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, and, and fortifying your uh, uh, an offensive line that looks pretty good. And 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 just improving in general on offense, I think that is that certainly is that would be a very optimistic tack. It goes back to the previous thing we talked about with the number one pick kind of making it. Well, you could do better too. So, but to your point, can the Bears make a winner out of Justin Fields? Yes, and much more so than they could have with Mitch Trubisky. That's the big difference between where they are now 
and where they were like five years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that I guess that that part is there that he is he's better than Mitch Trubisky, and it feels like yeah, even if Justin Fields is not with the Bears, that he will have a, a real chance to be a starter somewhere in the NFL next so year. Oh, he'll be a starter next year. Somebody will definitely love him. Somebody you know, somebody likes him and thinks oh, the Bears are misusing him, and he's not you know you know he's not being developed properly. You know, uh, much like I said, much more so than Trubisky, who did not get a chance to start uh, after you know after being in, technically in the Pro Bowl and showing some potential. Uh, this is uh, I, from the very beginning. I said uh, feels that from the first day at, at, at mini, uh, rookie minicamp feels is a different animal, and he uh, versus Trubisky, and, he, and there's no doubt about it. So yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt that Fields will be a starter in the league. There's so many desperate uh, quarterback, desperate teams. Uh, he, I'm sure he will be, but it just it, obviously the, the the question is where. Yep. Did you know DJ Moore was this good? Well. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we only because he because remember we were saying, wow, look at this guy has thousand yard seasons with those quarterbacks. Look how good he'd be if they get better quarterback play. So yeah, I would say I don't think this is like a big surprise. Um, he's maybe stepped up another notch higher uh, this season, um, but yeah, no, I, I got to say I think most people thought he was a pretty good, a really good receiver, and and frankly, to Bears fans, he looked even better maybe than he was just because. The Bears are so desperate for help at receivers. So I don't think he's been undervalued or underappreciated or whatever. Uh, I think I think he's yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I, I think I I think we all knew that he was this good just based on what he did in Carolina with the same kind of quarterback situation as the Bears have had. So a better quarterback play, a better receiver. Yes, the only mystery, frankly, is that uh, like I said, the the chemistry he's developed with the thing that bothers me, that bothers me, the thing that cons- I would say is concerning is that the, 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 the chemistry that a field developed with Moore has totally ruined the chemistry he had with Darnell Mooney. Yeah. And there's a chemistry factor involved. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Of course you're going to do that. But all I'm saying is, like, they haven't the one thing they haven't gotten out of that trade, they've gotten everything they could have wanted out of that trade. The one thing they haven't gotten out of that trade is kind of the residual effect on their receivers. This hasn't made all the attention to DJ Moore has not opened things up for another receiver. Mm. Both Komet has had a better year, but as far as another wide receiver that a lot of good teams have, uh, that second good receiver, that hasn't happened. And I, I wouldn't say that's necessarily a big problem, but I just think it's something to keep an eye on um, that the Bears need, you know, a, a kind of a little bit of a hole that the Bears have that they, that they need to fill and makes it even more important. So when you added a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr., how, how will that affect mm. the chemistry with DJ Moore? Who knows? I mean, that's a skeptical uh, uh, viewpoint from someone who's watched the Bears, you know, win three playoff games in the last thirty years. But uh, and so I don't mean to to uh, to take take away from the excitement of what they're doing. But I was saying something to, to me when I look at that uh, uh, objectively. Uh, I got. I also. I have to say. I, I. I. I'm curious about how that will play out. Yeah. No. That's really interesting. I, I love the way you put it. Just something to to keep an eye on. And I. I don't know. What's what has gone on with Darnell Mooney and Justin Fields? I mean, we know that they're they're best friends and that they work out together and they work before and after practice. But for some reason, that hasn't worked. I guess I hadn't thought of the potential that you know that that's that that actually DJ Moore has hurt the the other side. But yeah, you would think. I mean, going into the season, logic tells you that DJ Moore 
who, except for yesterday, I, I thought Atlanta had an odd plan against DJ Moore in terms of covering him. We've talked to DJ Moore so many times this year, Potsy, where he's like, he's like, man, I've, I've not seen the coverages against me ever. Like where he's like he's saying he's being triple teamed. So you would think that you'd be able to find an alternative receiver. One other guy I want to ask you about before we let you go is because I, I saw you talking to Tyler Scott yesterday, and I know that he he had a that's a pretty bad miss I thought for Tyler Scott in the end zone. I know it wasn't like a a, a simple catch, but I think it's a play that that he needed to make. It was one of Justin Fields' better plays in the game. What do you think about Tyler Scott and his future with the Chicago Bears? Do you really think he's going to be a part of it in the big picture of things? Well, I, I, I admit I have not seen enough. Well, I, for, I love I love the kid. He's a great you know he's a great uh, uh, sports fan. He's just yeah. a good guy to talk to and great to he's talk one of those to. Guys, frankly, you root for to succeed just because he's such a good guy to have. And he's uh, and he's very talented. Uh, Tyler Scott. I, I mean, I, I don't know what I, I really can't predict anything for him. All I can say is he is the kind of guy who, as an offense grows, he becomes he can, he has a potential to become a much bigger factor. And he's starting, he's getting closer. That's what we talked about yesterday, getting closer. He had two shots at a touchdown, missed them both. Um, but he's got an element that um, when you have a truly good offense, like they have in San Francisco or they have in Kansas City, um, you know, he's that guy that uh, you didn't think about who uh, ends up uh, having eight, 900, 1,000 yards. And uh, he has that potential, but I can't predict it because I just haven't seen enough. All I can say is as the Bears' offense grows with whoever's a quarterback, and with their offense, uh, I think Tyler Scott is one of those guys who, kind of like Darnell Mooney coming in a lesser offense as a fifth-round pick, um, uh, you know, can, can really can really blossom. So um, that's that's uh, it's somebody to keep an eye on. Let's put it that way. But I just, frankly, in all all objectivity, Tyler just hasn't done enough uh, on the field to say, oh, this guy is definitely going to be. He's he's right there. He's going to be there. He's just got another step to go to, and he knows it. But I think he feels it coming, and I think he feels really good about the direction of where he's headed in this offense as it continues to grow. Mark, great stuff as always. Thanks for coming on uh, New Year's Day. Happy New Year's to you and uh, your family. And I know I'll be talking to you soon, brother. Sounds good, Mark. Thanks a lot. Happy New Year to everybody. Yep, thanks. That is the one and only Mark Potash of the Chicago Sun-Times. When we return, sometimes when you're in the locker room, as I was yesterday, you ask a question that, yeah, maybe it wasn't your best question, but you get a pretty good answer from it. That happened with me yesterday with Jaquan Brisker. We'll get to that next here. It's Mark Grody at Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know, and then the, the defense. You know, the defense did a really good job with the four turnovers uh, to close those games out. You know, that's what we talk about in the fourth quarter. You know, the first thing in the fourth quarter is the ball. You know, we got to protect it on offense, and we got to do a great job on defense taking it away. We did that. And then the third and fourth down stops, you know, or, the, or the third and fourth down conversions that you got to make to finish out the game. Um, you know, and then getting some explosives. You have to do that in the fourth quarter as well and then limit those explosives on, on defense. And uh, then really be good at situational ball at the end to finish, so finish the thing out the right way. You know, we did that uh, at the end. We did what we needed to do. It wasn't perfect, but we did what we needed to do to finish the game. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Yeah, no funny stuff yesterday. Bears head coach Matt Eberflus talking about his defense. I mean, in the fourth quarter, there was the the Taylor Heineke 24-yard touchdown run. He can run. He can do that. That made it, what, 27-17 to at the time. But right after that, low-key field goal by Cairo Santos and then the, the Roshan Johnson touchdown to put it away because, look, there, there's there been Bears' defensive trauma in the fourth quarter this year. We all have that episodic memory from things that have happened. So when Heineke runs that ball in and it's 27-17, to 17, although that's a still a 10-point lead, obviously, feeling pretty good, you're like, okay, just let's, let's add a field goal, let's add a touchdown, and that's what the Bears did en route to the 37-17 to 17 win over Atlanta yesterday at Soldier Field where I was planted all day long. Um, also, the the second quarter, how about when Cairo Santos misses the 55-yarder? D. Alford in the house returns it just short of the end zone. It's like, whew, wow. I mean, it just kept going and going and going. As a matter of fact, we're going to talk to uh, Chris Emma at the top of the hour at 9 a.m. He has some really good insights on that play, and he he highlighted for me as we were sitting there, actually literally busted out the tape and said, here's the guy, he circled the guy, and said, this is the guy right here who kept that ball from going in the end zone. It might not be somebody that you expected. So Emma, coming up in about uh, 25 minutes from right now, from 670thescore.com, to talk about that and everything Chicago Bears. He he almost pulled a Devin Hester there, returning out of the end zone for a touchdown. Well, wasn't it, wasn't it Nathan Vasher who did did Hester do that once too? Because I I know Nathan Vasher did it as well. Yeah, so that was I think the really windy game against San Francisco. Nathan Vasher took it, and then I it was Devin Hester against the Giants in the Meadowlands. He kind of did that. That's right. Walk first, and then all of a sudden, boom! Hester takes <laughs> oh, off. Oh yeah, and he was gone. Oh yeah, it was kind of like uh, yeah the fake accelerate or the acceleration. No, the slow walk yes. to the acceleration sped up for like two steps yeah. then kind of like strolled and then boom yeah. just took off yes kind of reminded me of and in different circumstances a play by justin fields yesterday and that was in the second quarter fields i don't know if the score was at the time but he fields rolls right i think it was a planned rollout but it then he accelerates like he's going to run and i don't know i i, I didn't get to ask him about this play he accelerated like he was going to run but then he pulled up fat, like just like performance car stopping. And then he finds Tyler Scott for a first down. 
might have been low key one of his best plays of the game yesterday. And well, well, there is some audio on that, but I didn't get to ask the question that I wanted to, and that is what was Justin Fields' actual plan on that play? But it is cool to watch Justin Fields accelerate. You talk about a guy who like is easy speed, I think is the way to put it. It just like he he glides. It's a different it's a newer type of speed that he has out there when you watch that guy go. But back to the to the Matt Eberflus defense. Yeah, Tyreek Stevenson had two picks in the game. TJ Edwards, Kyler Gordon coming up with interceptions as well. Uh, Jaquan Brisker playing like Jaquan Brisker like he does. And uh, that brings me to, to Brisker, who I was part of a group of people talking to Brisker in the locker room. And uh, like I said, yeah, sometimes you ask a question where afterwards, like you put your palm to your forehead. Why did I just ask that question? Because it maybe it's kind of a dumb question, but it got a pretty good response. It starts, though, here with Jaquan Brisker. We're basically talking to him about the Bears having the number one overall pick in the draft this year. You know, we get a lot of different options and things like that, but, um, you know, it's going to help us as a team. You know, um, you know obviously, you know, we're going to get a top player out, out the draft, you know, whoever it is, you know, receiver, you know, DM, whatever it may be. But um, just knowing that, um, you know, whoever we're going to get going to contribute and, you know, going to add to this team, it's going to be a huge part for us to, you know, um, Build momentum moving forward. Last year it was bittersweet that you guys had the number one overall pick because it was losing, but this year you could pin that on Carolina. So does yeah. it feel better? And is that part of what you guys are celebrating in here today? No, we're not celebrating <laughs> no one pick at all. I know we, we don't have a, the worst record, but we don't never want to celebrate um, having the number one pick. But obviously in this case, it is good for us. We're not celebrating that. We're celebrating um, a victory at home, five, six straight in a row. You know, that's very huge for us. And you know, having momentum you know, um, is very huge. So that's what we're celebrating. Yeah, speaking of momentum, how do you feel about what this defense is building as, you know, playoffs or not, what you guys have going forward? Uh, we still got faith, but um, – I just think, you know, this group is special. And um, we got to continue to keep this group um, for next year and, you know, years ahead. So I think um, it'll, it'll be very, very huge to you know, keep players like this because you, you see the player we got in the locker room. You know, we started off on four, on five, whatever it may be. But, you know, guys keep battling. You know, um, like, like I said, like Eddie, guys like that, Jalen, you know, people like that, they got to, you know, we got to stick with the group that we have. And, you know, um, JJ and, you know, people like that. You know, I feel like, um, you know, a couple more years, you know, We'll be scary, so for sure. Is this the happiest this group has been? I mean, you guys are smoking cigars in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's the happiest we've been. Oh, man, it's so, so good to hear that. It's so good. That couple of years will be dangerous. Hey, I'll, I'll take next year the the Bears' defense will be dangerous. So, yeah, Jaquan Brisker right there. Yeah, he didn't want to hear that they were celebrating the number one pick. I mean, I try to give a little bit of context that um, – you know, the, 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 not because the Bears suck, it's because Carolina sucked. But they, they were celebrating the 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 home win and the streak that they have been on. And, hey, it was New Year's Eve, too. So first time I've walked into a cigar-infested Chicago Bears locker room. Just brought me to a thought there. Uh, nice little ode to Saturday suckage in Rosie. Carolina sucked, so the Bears didn't have to. <laughs> Very well put. Very well put. So a good overall game for the Chicago Bears defense yesterday. A few text messages. 224, Mark, so glad to hear you. Happy New Year. John from Sarasota, back at you. 224, how's Dave? 
Dave's living the life, man. He's spoiled. He's an only cat. Uh, two, two, four. Words that made less great. Green Bay sucks. Let me tell you something. I loved it yesterday at Soldier Field when a Green Bay sucks chant broke out. It was just delightful. I love Bears fans. I love it. 60,000 fans out there. Bears fans never cease to amaze me. Attendance through the good and the bad. Fields was talking about that yesterday as well. Um, can the Bears head coach return with a new offensive coordinator knowing they may only have uh, one year? Yeah, I mean, that's possible. It's plausible. I don't feel as confident about Luke Getze returning as I do Matt Eberflus. Um Let's see here. Where do we want to go here? Uh, no, there's a few text messages I just didn't like there. We'll go back to the phones. Let's go to Sean in Maine. Sean in Maine. Hi, Sean. How are you? You're on the score. Hey, hey how are you doing? How are you guys doing? I listen to you guys every day. Thank you. Uh, so I've got some um, numbers I'd like to throw at you real quick here. Uh, and they're for the last four games, these are – Home averages and Justin Field averages. Our win average is thirteen point four. Our home win streak is five. So in the in those five games, we are we're averaging winning by thirteen point four. Justin Field total uh, average output the last four games: uh, two seventy six and zero TDs, two eighty one and two TDs against the Lions. The Cardinals two sixty eight and two TDs. Against Atlanta, 313 and two TDs. Total turnovers during that period of time is only three. And his total QBR, I found this very interesting. His total QBR is 69.32, and that ranks him in the top five. Mm. Um, total completion percentage average is 62.7, and his total QBR average. Uh, during this period of time is only 50.23, but that has gone up. Uh, I just wanted to throw those numbers out. Uh, I just think if I'm looking at that, the front office should look at that. Okay, thanks for the call, man. Thanks for the numbers. Farringle, check those numbers. I don't know. That's, that sounds pretty suspect to me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you don't need to check it. The the Yesterday, Fields had a 99.5 rating. Was he talking about total yards, though, in those games? Like 313? I mean, th- I don't know what he's talking about because th- those – were not his totals. So. It has to be with, with the rushing yards included. Okay, rushing yards included. I got you. That, that's what I was thinking. Maybe that's what he was going with. But um, that's a lot of numbers coming at me early in the morning. Justin, he, always, he always runs wild against Detroit. Not a ton of passing yards, but he always just goes crazy running against the yeah, Lions. Yeah, I think that you know the good, the thing about that this year, too, with Justin Fields' good running games this year, they've been well within the context of the game, and it hasn't looked desperate, and it hasn't looked like the only thing going. So that's the one thing that I really had. Like, it's it has been. This is another check in the, you know, in the side for Justin Fields. The, the running has been better at complementing the passing. Like, there has been chemistry between the two for Justin Fields this year. I want to talk a little bit more about the defense when we return. I want to single out a few guys in the games um, that they had coming up at the top of the hour. We are going to talk to Chris Emma, who is also at Soldier Field and writes for 670thescore.com. He's probably got something good up there right now at CMA 670. I am Mark Rohde. The phones are open as well at 312-644-6767 on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's 2024. Right. Did you make it? Did you make it to midnight? I did not because I had to be here. Otherwise, I probably would have, but I wanted to be nice and fresh for everybody here today. And I get to be with you until 11 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, I'm Mark Grody. We are talking Bears. Bears 37 to 17 win over Atlanta. I've been talking about Justin Fields. He did move the meter for me. I don't know if it's enough to completely change my opinion on a year that, for the most part, I have not thought has been good enough for Justin Fields, but he was terrific yesterday. 20 of 32. 268 touchdown, no picks, another 11 carries for 45 yards and a TD. We saw some of the spectacular from Justin Fields. It was a good day for for Justin Fields, for sure. It was a really good day, too, for DJ Moore. Nine catches, 159, a TD. He's up to a career-high 1,300 yards. That's been terrific for for DJ Moore. And we were talking about the, the defense, and – you know, definitely a lot of credit to the turnover, the interceptions, the two by Tariq Stevenson, TJ Edwards, and Kyler Gordon. But one of the guys that I highlighted in circle two was Jervon Dexter. I like the way Jervon Dexter has been playing late in the season. You know, he hasn't really taken over a game yet. And I, I I say that because every time I talk to Jervon Dexter, I'm like, So what's what's the next level for you? Taking over games, he said. Dominating games. He had four tackles yesterday. He had a sack and a half. And a couple things here. First of all, the, the sack that he had in the second quarter, that was very meaningful. It's it's um, 14 to 7 at the time. It's a third down play, and he just broke free and takes down Taylor Heineke. I thought it was a terrific because I do, you know, I do rate sacks. Um and there was a play, too, I think also in the second quarter, where showed some speed, man. It was a handoff, and he is fast. Like, this is not, like, surprise. I mean, Javon Dexter, quick, fast guy who a lot of people thought could have been a 
a first-round pick. I know he thought he should have been a first-round pick from talking to him. Got the old chip on the shoulder, he does. But watching him sprint to the outside at one point in time to take down Bijan Robinson, who you know is fast, was pretty impressive. So some open field work for Jervon Dexter yesterday that I thought was was pretty impressive. Not sure about what's going on with uh, Jalen Johnson. He did exit the game yesterday due to a shoulder injury. That's right. Yeah, so that's that's not good for him. Hopefully it's not serious, and hopefully he'll be back in for the Green Bay game. I have a quick question about Jervon Dexter, Grody. Do you think he's establishing himself as that three-technique guy that we were all talking heavily about before the season started? It's a great question. I mean, I think he's going to get consideration for it going into – to next year you know he has played some of that position Justin Jones has d- done it predominantly but I at this point I can't say I'll, I'll say no for now that he's not just plug and play like next year to it but I certainly think he's going to be given a chance but it's also a position you got to look at for for this draft and depending on what they decide to do and there is so much dependent upon that that if you want to move this defense from where it is now, good, not great, not elite, if you want to move it to the next level, you do have to really zero in on that three-technique position, and you, you still need somebody else who can sack the quarterback. You know, another guy like the opposite of Montez Sweat, you, know, you're getting, you have gotten some good work out of Demarcus Walker this year. Yannick Ngakwe was fine. When when he was healthy, I just don't know if they if they still have the guy opposite of Montez Sweat going into the future. So there are still some things to consider. I also thought it was really interesting something that Dave Wanstead said about the defense. You know, next year, you know, you're gonna if if you do cut Eddie Jackson in June or by June, you know, you're saving about twelve point six million dollars. And Wanstead's idea was to have either Tyreek Stevenson or Terrell Smith move into that safety spot. And he really liked the idea of Stevenson because of the, the physicality with which he plays. And I don't know, I tend, I, I, I love the idea. I love stuff like that. I tend to disagree with it because we know that cornerback is a premium position. Ryan Poles has said it out loud and you got a guy who is on the rise. And I'm not just saying this because Tyreek Stevenson had two interceptions yesterday. I mean, you definitely take that into consideration. But I think he's too valuable still at this point in his career at being a cornerback. And quite frankly, same thing with Smitty. Smitty. Uh, that that would be Terrell Smith. So while I like that kind of thinking, I think I'd prefer to keep him at the both of those guys at the cornerback positions and either bring Eddie Jackson back, which would would not be horrible as far as I'm concerned, or, you know, you, you, you like Elijah Hicks as a potential guy next to Jaquan Brisker next year, or are you looking at drafting another safety somewhere lower in the draft because, you know, safety not considered a, a premium position. I see all you guys on hold. Uh, we are going to take a break, and if you want to hang in there, that's cool. But we are going to bring in Chris Emma next, who was also 
at Hallis Hall. And I know CM has got opinions as well on this Bears win and what's going down with Justin Fields and who the Bears might draft and his unique view of some of the specific things that were going on in the game yesterday. So we're going to talk to Chris Emma next, and then after that, we are going to blast through a bank of phone calls at 312-644-6767. I'm Mark Grody. We're talking Bears on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.